Welcome to Super Sports on the Clock, your weekly sporting podcast looking into the sporting weekend. We're not about telling you what you should watch, but why you should watch it. It's a bit different this week. It's the rugby edition synthesized version. I'm with my main man, Johan Kutsia, and his awesome beard. I'm trying to grow it, but uh, it's not working out. What's up, Johan? Oh, I'm good, thanks. Good. Um, yeah, no, it's just uh, laziness. Lazy. <laughs> Johan, let's jump into Super Rugby right quick. Crazy weekend. The Sharks bounce back, uh, defeated the Jaguares. Made up for that uh, nine-all nine draw of a shambles against the Rebels. But the Stormers, second game on the bounce, third game in a row that they've lost, suffered a 50-plus defeat. Let's, let, let, let's take a listen to, to how that played out. Sucky is there. Ben Smith is there. victory tonight setting the scene for their departure tomorrow to South Africa 57-14 the final score Highlanders on fire tonight yeah I did you know but we didn't stick to it you know we needed to dominate uh, position I mean and, and then obviously do- dominate contact and we struggled in that and you know it's not about um, the, the loss it's just the way you, you, you lose you know that's that's not good um, the manner we played today wasn't good you know um, physicality is something we're proud ourselves in and we definitely didn't bring that today you know so yeah I'm pretty very very disappointed about today very telling it's not about the loss it's how you lose this this, this is bad this, this, this is bad it, it is bad, uh, and and part of why it is bad is because as any South African captain do after loss, we blame physicality or lack of physicality, <laughs> when in fact it wasn't. It may have played a part, yeah. uh, but they were actually just sucker punch, sucker punched out wide. That's all that happened. It was the wings and the fullbacks that you know the punch in the middle, just mm. softening up, and then just we had no answers in the wide channels, and they kept on scoring there. So as long as you focus on just being physical instead of where where are we weak, uh, where where should we be adding more numbers, uh, you're always going to have this problem. Sure. So my issue is because even I'm thinking about they could suffer three three half tonners in a row. And when, even when the Lions were losing 15 matches in a row back in between 2010 and 2011, they weren't losing 50-plus three matches in a row. When the Lions did lose 50-plus twice in a row, it was the end of the season, so they were tied. They'd, been, they'd already been whipped the whole season, but it was just two. The Stormers could go into, not some, it, it, go into the history books for something that uh, no one thought about, about the six weeks heading into the season. I mean, everyone was just on the Stormers bandwagon saying, yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's just the normal Stormers bandwagon. <laughs> uh, for one moment, they're champions, and then they're completely written off. And, and unfortunately, it seems as if the team buys into that type of vibe. Mm. If, if, you know, if everybody's on their side and thinking they're a good team, they play well. And now that they've taken hiding, everybody's writing them off, and they play as if they've never seen a rugby ball. Mm. Uh, all the normal touches, you know, all those wonderful little offloads and stuff that we used to see from them in the first couple of weeks, none of them working now, nothing sticking. Um, they are, they got... They've got serious problems against the Hurricanes this weekend. So I'm saying, for me, I'm saying the Stormers can still squeak into it in their, in their, in their group. Uh, 
I, I believe this, they'll, squeak, they'll squeak through into the playoffs barely, then the season's done for them again. But you've got a different view on this. I don't think that group settled at all. Okay. Remember, they, I think they've got a 12-point lead over the Bulls at this stage. But uh, firstly, they got that game against the Hurricanes coming up, which, uh, uh, you know, it's almost guaranteed that they won't be bouncing back. Uh, the Bulls also have a game in hand, and then the two of them have to face each other again. So it's, it's not certainly not a, a done deal yet. Um, I would uh, imagine that they would be better when they get back. But I can't imagine what type of a flight back it has to be for them to, to be back to where they were earlier this year. Okay. So Stormers facing the Hurricanes defending champions on Friday. I'm not expecting anything. I'm, I'm ex- actually, I'm expecting another hiding. But let, let, let's talk about something a bit more encouraging. The Kings on the bounce winning. Who would have thought the kid everyone didn't want to hang out with in the first four years of high school come to matric? He's amazing. They love him. Let's listen to what the Kings did this weekend. Stokies haven't come on a drift. He's got the ball out wide. Bunda. Bunda with the pulse and the dive. Boy, Bunda. Try for the Southern Kings. And they get into the footies. Yeah, we know our strength is, is in attack. And um, I knew in the second half we'd, 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 we'd be able to outwork them there. Obviously, they've travelled a long trip and we're at home. So, yeah, we put a lot of effort in there and we knew we'd come through at the end. What's special about this side? I mean, you look, you look in the past, you look last season, 2017, there's a sparkle in this team. What's changed? I think the guys just want to play for each other. They've really come out with a positive mindset. Um, our whole group has really put a lot of effort in um, making sure that we worry about what happens on the field and playing for each other. And we've just really enjoyed it. We've got the freedom to go play rugby and that's what we've done. And we've just embraced the whole, whole competition and the, the, the effort the guys have put in tonight was absolutely phenomenal. Thump the Rebels, a team who uh, produced a 9 all draw against the Sharks a week before the Kings apparently on the way out are these guys advertising for their seat for for a contract next season well I don't know if that's the intention but they're yeah. definitely getting it right um, yeah I know there's a couple of names again look at my pimpe yeah there's a you know come from rural Cisco no one knew about him before yeah. and and he's high on the shopping mm. list now yeah um, and and not the only one you're looking at Lionel Cornier it's been to a couple of unions never really had his big break and now it looks like a, a real, almost Springbok, Springbok uh, challenger sure. at this stage. Uh, the Kings are doing well. Uh, what, what wasn't mentioned there is the fact that they've had a proper off-season that they, that they haven't had before. They were able to start as early, keep some players from last year, coaching staff at some continuity, and they were able to have a proper off-season. So, uh, yeah, I, I always expected them to do a little better this year. Uh, I even went as far as saying they'll beat a fellow South African side. I still stick to that, uh, and it's good to see. I'm, I'm really happy to see the Eastern Cape. Uh, sure. uh, you know, it can, we don't know what's going to happen next year to them, whether they're going to join overseas or you know what's going to happen. I don't think the players do either, but I don't think they really care much now. <laughs> they're playing for now, and, and and maybe there's a lesson in that. Maybe maybe other teams should also forget mm. about what you know what's going on next year and where I'm going to sign and uh, just play for now. Okay, last thing on the Kings. Chris Kluter, should we believe the hype? Yes, you certainly should. Especially since Marcel Kutsia is out, uh, Francois Lowe has not been having the best of seasons overseas. Uh, so we're short on a, on a real open side flanker. Uh, he's a little short, I think, for Springbok selectors liking. I think he's 1.75, which uh, you know completely negates his uh, ability at, at, at the line-out. But uh, he's a real ball hunter. He's strong as five other players. It's... Uh, um, no, he's, he's definitely the real deal. Okay. Now, while Mr. Biceps takes a break this weekend, uh, your match of the round. Okay, the most important one. Yeah. That, that's going to be. Let's go there. That's going to be the Sharks against the Force. Okay. Uh, only because. Why? The, 
Sharks. The force. <laughs> it was also just the rebels. Yeah. Okay. 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 Noted. So they're gonna they're gonna be faced with Australian opposition at home in tricky conditions, and again against a team that likes to draw you down to their level, and they've shown uh, <laughs> that, that they're very capable of being drawn down. Um, but they do come off a good win in Buenos Aires. So can they keep the confidence and the passion and all those levels up? And can they overcome the disappointment and, and the bad memories of that, of that match against the Rebels? Um, that's the most important one. It's also very important in terms of lock points and, and as for that second wildcard spot that we'll have. Um, not going to be the best game, I think. I think the one that has the most potential to really open up, that's going to be between the Bulls and the Crusaders, um, depending on whether the Bulls have some parity up front and whether they have a, a better defensive line than, than that the Crusaders have faced thus far. But if they do, if it's competitive in those areas, I think that can open up and become a real spectacle. Sure. So you're saying Sharks, Force, Bulls, Crusaders. Those are the, match those are the matches to watch out. Super Sport 1 this weekend. Johan, round two of the Supersport Rugby Challenge. Interesting stuff that we've seen in the past, in the past weekend. Yes, we did, and uh, especially in the first round as well. It's the first time we get a chance to discuss it yeah. and uh, to see just how the landscape has changed. Uh, it, I think it's very innovative. I know we're supposed to say that because we yeah. work for Supersport, <laughs> but, but it is. It's interesting. It's, uh, Pay the bills. Having these, uh, having these rugby festivals, you mm. know, four games, three, four games in a row, taking it out to the community, making a real festival of it, involving clubs, involving local communities. I think it's great for the game. And, you know, now we've got rugby on Sunday afternoon, so yeah. the poor missus now. <laughs> she never gets the remote again. And in terms of the team that stood out for you, we didn't see all the teams, all the teams this past weekend, but the team that stood out for you, which, which was that? Uh, this past weekend, it was uh, the Blue Bulls that, that beat the Valvichias with a bigger score, and um, but that, that's to be expected. And it, it's good to see the Valvichias not taking the hundred point beatings yeah. they used to in the past. Yeah. Um, the, the teams to look out for, obviously, Greek was they look by far the strongest side yeah. in, in the side, but they're the only ones that don't lose players. Uh, only big union mm. that don't lose players to, to Super Rugby. I, I think the title's pretty much theirs uh, to lose sure. at this stage. Um, that's, a, that, 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 that's, that's a big. Uh that's a big punt there. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Although, <laughs> although it's not a very, it's not a very tough call to make, to yeah. be honest. Um, it, it will be interesting to see what, what the likes of the Bulls and, and Western Province and, and the other bigger unions have coming through the ranks. Um, so most of them use this as a platform to bring back injured players at the moment, um, as well as giving some exposure to some of the junior players that will go back into uh, coming out of Varsity Cup and going into the Under-20 Championships and, and, and so forth. Um, so they, they've got some depth there as well, but it's not the first team playing. It's not, you know, they, it's a 30-man squad pretty much gone in Super Rugby. Um, they're still there to be reckoned with. Mm. Um, I also think the Sharks, it's an, interesting to see what they do because their academy is very important. And they, 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 they do have some big big names that they signed there recently. Um, of the smaller unions, the guys are like the Falker and the Pumas. Pumas look pretty good as well, as always, in, in this competition. Uh, the Falker, the Griffins... Border, those those kind of guys. Not a lot of hope for them. Um, although, as always, there will be one or two names standing out. Guys, remember Golf April coming from yes, nowhere yes. last year, coming from club rugby and going through. So that that's one of the things to look out for. Who, who are these youngsters coming through? Sure. And uh, yeah, I'm sure with this giving being given proper exposure on, on, on Sunday afternoons, we're going to get a chance to see these players in sure. action. Now, for me, last point. 
I'm loving seeing full stadiums. I'm loving see people enjoy enjoying the game. Take it back to Super Rugby. Why aren't they taking games out to stadiums that are actually are fillable? I'm thinking of Super Rugby final in 2010 had at Orlando Stadium, packed house. I remember I was my parents' house was just a few it's just a few streets away. I was trying to get a ticket, but you couldn't you couldn't get in. You're thinking of uh, why are the Sharks playing to like. Their, cheer, their cheerleaders at, 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 at Kings Park when they could be taking it to Harry Goller Stadium. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a TV-friendly stadium. I mean, why aren't they doing that? A lot of it should happen. You know what the, the one bit of encouraging news there is? The South African A fixtures this year. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Stadium finally ah, gets a rugby come game on, again. Coming on. And, and everybody that's been there, I, I went there in the, yeah. to the final <laughs> as well in 2010, and, and just as a normal supporter, yeah. and it was probably the best rugby experience I've had sure. in all of my life. Um, if you, you know if that if you can beat that, and I think anybody that that attended either of those two matches will feel the same. So hopefully we can recreate that vibe, even if it's only SAA, mm. and and hopefully the the Springboks can learn. You know, sure. if you take out and and the provincial sides, exactly. why the Lions won't play at Orlando Stadium more mm. regularly is completely it's beyond, beyond me. me. It's, uh, um, but let, let's hope, let's hope this this again shows that when you take it out to the people, the people come out and support you. Yeah, come on. Super Sport on the clock, closing out. Johan, thank you very much. See you next time. Next time. Cheers.